At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football playoff season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is our number three of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. We are one hour away from kickoff between the Rams and the Buccaneers. The consensus line right now is the Bucks two-and-a-half-point favorites. The total has ticked up a little bit, 48-and-a-half. So a little bit of movement after we saw the actives and inactives announced 30 minutes ago. We have a graphic for that just in case you were living under a rock or happen to be tuning in just now. Here are the key names that you need to know for players who will not play in today's game. Tristan Wirfs, who was limited in practice on Friday, unable to go with that ankle injury that he suffered last Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Wirfs is out. Also, two wide receivers for the Buccaneers. Cyril Grayson, who's come become kind of Brady's preferred target of these unheralded guys for this Bucks roster. He is out. Brashad Perriman is also out for the LA Rams. We learned this news on Friday, but Andrew Whitworth, their offensive tackle, is out as is Taylor Rapp, their second year safety or third year safety, I should say. So those are the actives and inactives, mainly the actives or inactives, I should say, for guys who will not be playing in this game. Leonard Fournette is in for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Pritch, you see that list. Mm -hmm. What stands out to you? Well, what stands out uh, with the receiver situation for Tampa Bay, I mean, what are you going to do with Evans? Uh, because mm-hmm. if you do put him in a situation where they can match up with the Rams can match up with Evans with Ramsey, that allows the, the Rams to have more bodies to cover everybody else because you're one on one over there. Now, so what will Tampa Bay do with that situation? Will they put Gronk out wide? Will they put Brait out wide? Uh, Miller, certainly from a speed perspective, that standpoint or put uh Evans inside even. I mean, that, we could see that a little bit just to kind of confuse and, and, and match up uh, properly against the Rams because I think the Rams have a matchup problem without Rapp. 
He's more of a cover guy. He can hit you too, but he's more of a cover guy. Stability on that back end. And so now Eric Weddle might get more snaps. I think he had 19 <laughs> snaps, comfortable snaps against uh, the Cardinals, right? It was a comfortable game state. Yeah, I mean, if you see him out there, if Tom Brady sees him out there, I think he's going to try to make him uncomfortable. And what's that going to be like in the secondary for the Rams? So uh, I think each unit offensively, they're missing a big piece. Yep. Worse on one side and Whitworth on the other side. So uh, we'll see the adjustments there, obviously, with the units on the offensive line situation. Well, yeah, I like that you kind of honed in on that offensive line there for both of these teams because I think that's kind of the main thing that if you're looking to live bet this game is the big indicator. How are the Bucks able to protect with Wirfs out and with Ryan Jetson, who is in but banged up going up against Aaron Donald, that interior line? And also mm-hmm. on the other side, how will the Rams be able to protect with Andrew Whitworth out and that Bucks defensive front, Shaq Barrett, JPP, they're going to go Joe Tryon, the rookie out of Washington. He's a really talented player. How can they protect Matthew Stafford? Sean McVay, their head coach, talked about this Bucks defense earlier and how this has kind of affected his game plan entering today's game which kicks off in about an hour. Seems like week three was an eternity ago now. This is a great defense. They pose a lot of challenges. Um, you know, for us to be successful, we've got to do a great job, you know, being able to run it and throw it. But uh, easier said than done. And, um, you know, certainly if we can get both those things going, that will definitely be instrumental in our success. But, uh, you know, Coach Bowles and, and their personnel, they pose a lot of challenges for us. Isn't this what's awesome about the playoffs? The chess matches between yeah. these two teams. These teams coming in a little bit banged up. And now we get to see how McVay's going to have a plan for No Whitworth. And we'll see if Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Bucks, is able to attack that as well. Absolutely. I mean, talk about coach speak right there. The challenges are the fact that, okay, how are we going to protect our quarterback, Matthew Stafford, yeah. without Whitworth? Um, because you think about Tampa and the rush people that they have, whether it's JPP or Shaq Barrett, and now you're down the left tackle. <laughs> You can, in theory, Todd Bowles can, in theory, rush just four people. And you got favorable mm-hmm. matchups, you know, one-on-ones, even if they want to slide protect. Or uh, now the Rams have to make an adjustment. Do they keep somebody else in the chip? Uh, therefore, you're down and eligible. Yeah. Or do you bring pressure? Like, we think we got a one-on-one matchup against their left tackle that's pretty favorable for us, and we're going to bring pressure somewhere else and therefore, again, take away eligible players from McVay and Stafford, who they can throw the ball to. Uh, so it gets very interesting right there on both sides, too, because I think the Rams are thinking similarly when you have Worth out and, okay, how can we get to Brady? Certainly the pressure up the middle, but Jensen's in, and you can double-team certain situations up the middle. Yeah. But will the Bucks be inclined to keep somebody else in, or will Brady be able to take care of that in a pocket and still play with five other eligibles out there, which will put pressure uh, on the Rams on that side? I think for the – Rams offense and that Bucks defense matchup there like it's it's not quite similar to what we saw in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. when the Chiefs were down both of their offensive tackles going up against that Bucks pass rush and Mahomes is running for his life. I don't think we're going to see something to that extent, but I definitely think this Bucks pass rush is going to have a lot of opportunities to kind of get after Matthew Stafford and they might not even have to blitz like you mentioned. They could just maybe rush four and see if they're able to get home and drop guys back and maybe help out on guys like Cooper Cup or right. Odell Beckham Jr. on the back end. Right, because I think in both cases, uh, defensively, you're not worried about that sixth eligible situation, a running quarterback, scrambling quarterback, yeah. stuff like that because, I mean, Stafford, uh, he can get out the pocket he can make plays with his legs, but he's not going to 
damage you that way. He'll make a play or two. Whereas Brady, uh, we know he's not going anywhere either. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it becomes it becomes that chess match in terms of secondary, disguising coverages and looks, trying to confuse the quarterback, slow him down a little bit, as well as apply that pressure. I mean, that's usually what happens to an offense when we cannot execute. It's because we are worried about protection more so than any of these coverages. We'll find out. We'll figure out coverages. We'll create matchups. But if we cannot protect the edges, whether it's a blitz, whether somebody's looking like they're rushing but they're jumping out, if we have issues there, then we're going to have issues with our entire offense. Yeah, this is going to be a very, very interesting game. I think a really good one to live bet as well. If you don't have a play on the game, I know that's not the sexiest thing to say is wait to see what happens. But I think you're going to be able to learn early if – Either team can't protect or if they're able to protect, it can mm-hmm. be more high scoring than we think. Uh, it's going to be one that the, the data points early on are going to tell us kind of how this game is going to play out. We got about four minutes, three and a half minutes left here in this segment, Prince. So I wanted to play a little what's trending. Okay. What's trending Bucks Rams edition, just specifically about this game and whether you will fade, follow, or forget the trends that have to do with this matchup. The first trend I want to ask you about here, Pritch, is that the over – is 10-1 in the Rams' last 11 games as an underdog. And we've seen the betting market kind of bet this game toward the over. 47.5 about Mm -hmm. an hour ago. Now it's 48.5. So will you fade, follow, or forget this trend here with the Rams 10-1 to the over in their last 11 as a dog? I'm going to forget the trend because I don't want to fade it and certainly I don't want to follow it with the situation and matchups uh, that we just talked about. But uh, so I'll forget the trend because, you know, each team is going to have to make adjustments. And McVay and what he can do against Bowles and that defense uh, I, with a new quarterback. I mean, in this situation, right? Uh, it's different when you have golf and you can get to stuff because you might more, be more familiar with each other and you might know what each other likes. And so they had to get to that point in a hurry this year with Stafford. And Stafford has been shaky. Mm-hmm. What, eight interceptions down the stretch here. So, uh, yeah, I, I would forget the trend, um, certainly. Uh, but because also I think defense can play a role against Brady too. Yeah. Uh, and therefore that total, uh, you know, maybe looking at an under situation in this game. Yeah, like the under keeps staring at me with these offensive lines being banged up. I know it's not the sexiest thing to talk about is offensive line play. Mm-hmm. All the There's no player props for offensive line. Right, right. So nobody wants to discuss it. But like it really does matter. And it shows how these teams go about. It. I mean, look at the games yesterday that we saw. Mm-hmm. The Bengals couldn't protect, so they couldn't score, even though they have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Now, the Titans were shooting themselves in the foot as well. So they kind of were able to still win the game. Right. But the Bengals, that, that game went well under the game in that in the night cap there between the Rams or rather the Packers and the 49ers the Packers were having trouble with their protection even the Niners were having trouble with their protection Jimmy G taking some sacks there offensive line play matters in terms of scoring and moving the football and if they're two banged up old lines I don't know if I want to bet this over (laughs) right right we haven't gotten to it yet but this is a great spot for it in terms of what teams will really be working on in practice because they're walkthroughs and you know certain you'll put on the pads and pop every once in a while but Mm -hmm. uh, your time is going to be devoted to red zone a lot yeah so you know we see all these stats and we'll see them move between the 20s and stuff like that but uh, red zone is where you can really come up with a different plan and look different than what the other team prepared for because you have more time for that. And it's a condensed situation too. So uh, with both of these coordinators and, and what they've been, what they've been doing, certainly uh, with their defenses, I mean, you could look for both teams to have some issues in the red zone against each other. I want to ask you about another trend here. The Buccaneers, 
4-0 ATS in their last four playoff games. Those games all started by mm-hmm. one Tom Brady. 7-1 ATS in their last eight home games in general. Will you fade, follow, or forget? Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm going to forget it, too. Because, I, <laughs> like, at this game, at this point, um, you, you know, with, with this line, uh, I, I can't pick a side. I it's can't. Tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. really tough. Uh, two and a half was appealing. I had plenty of opportunity to do that earlier this morning, but uh, uh, I still didn't jump on that. So I, I'm still undecided there. Could be a good live betting game, like right. we've been saying. Right. Like, got to see how these offensive lines are able to protect. And if they're not able to protect, maybe you hit that live under because these, <laughs> there you these, go. these teams are going to struggle offensively. But who knows? It could be also a wide open game where we see a lot of points on the board if they're able to hold up on the line of scrimmage. On the other side, Aaron Ladd, sports anchor of KSHB 41 in Kansas City, will join us to give us the Chiefs' perspective in this showdown coming up later this evening between the Bills and Kansas City. It's betting across America, just 30 minutes away from kickoff in Tampa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, Big Dance Special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming big game, and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe, Mike Pritchard coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Just 30 minutes away, 45 minutes away, I should say, between kickoff of the Bucks and the Rams in Tampa. But to help us get ready for the main event of Divisional Weekend, Bills Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, he is Aaron Ladd, sports anchor at KSHB in Kansas City, Missouri. Aaron, I got to ask you to start because we saw the Bengals win yesterday. Is today's game between the Bills and the Chiefs the de facto AFC championship in your opinion? You're not the first person to ask me this. I think this is what everybody's thinking this time. I mean, it's a very sexy matchup, man. I'm salivating over here thinking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, Sean McDermott, 
going up against Andy Reid, the the mentor going up against his mentee. I mean, it, it's definitely a, a, a one that's going to be exciting and one we've been looking to forward to for quite a while. You know, Aaron, I'm looking at Kansas City at home, a short favorite here. The line continues to go in the favor of the Bills. Uh, I want your opinion on are the Chiefs back? Like what we saw last year and what we know about the Chiefs from history winning a championship. I mean, all the problems that they had, it, they seemingly solved them. But do you believe this Chiefs football team is back for this football game? You know, this is a question we had talked about a lot to the start of the year. The Chiefs stumble out the gates. They start three and four, and they're turning the ball over so much. That was their Achilles heel early. This team had 20 turnovers through eight weeks. It was a laughable amount of giveaways and uncharacteristic play from Patrick Mahomes at the same time. I think the days of them scoring 35 points a game are gone. That first year where Mahomes comes in and, and tears the league apart, throws 50 touchdowns, that team is not this year's team. This this year's team has had to play a different style of ball. Patrick Mahomes has had to take the shorter, more intermediate routes uh, as this team has kind of picked up steam and they went on that, that eight game winning streak that kind of had me, many people saying they're back, but I think I would be hesitant to say this is the same team that we've seen uh, light up the scoreboard every week. They can win in a lot of different ways, and we'll see that possibly later today. We're speaking with Aaron Ladd, sports anchor at KSHB in Kansas City, Missouri. This Chiefs defense overall has been really good in the second half of the season, Aaron, but they had some shaky performances week 17 at Cincinnati, week 18 at Denver. Is there concern about them holding up against a Bills offense that we just saw last Saturday put up 47 points? Maybe I would say the biggest concern is just health, right? This team has played a lot of football over the last few years. They've actually played the most football games, most NFL games of any team since the start of the 2018 season, and they had the most wins as well regular season-wise in 50. I think those last two games that you mentioned, especially the Denver Broncos game, hey, it's a divisional matchup. It's a team that's played you hard. It's also a team you've beaten 11 consecutive times inside your division. They're tired of hearing about you, especially this time of year, and they want to take it out on you, whether they got something to play for at the end of the year or not. I think Patrick Mahomes knows what's at stake right now, especially when you see Tennessee go down last uh, last night and the potential for Kansas City to have the AFC title game at their house. They'd be the first team in NFL history to have four straight AFC title games at home. I think Patrick Mahomes knows what's at stake and and is willing to put it all on the line against Buffalo later today. Aaron, reading through Patrick Mahomes and maybe some comments about Josh Allen, because on the other side, you think about these two younger quarterbacks going at it back and forth here. Uh, but yet we saw the Bills uh, wake up when they got called out after they lost to the Patriots in a very physical way. Uh, and then the Chiefs, you know, they lose to the Bills. Uh, what, what are the Chiefs saying? I mean, are they saying all the right things or are they really looking at this game, this matchup uh, and trying to size up Buffalo that way? Uh, there's been a lot of conversation this week about these two teams and and where they sit in the NFL today. I, I'm trying to get the pulse of Chiefs Kingdom and what fans are thinking ahead of this monster matchup. But I've had fans tell me they believe that these are the two best teams in the NFL going uh, against each other later today at Arrowhead Stadium. I, I tend to agree with them, especially when you look at what Buffalo put on tape last week in mm -hmm. uh, uh, scoring each and every time they had the ball. It's a team that's very hot right now. It's a team that remembers what Kansas City did to them in, in the playoffs last year. And uh, I think Kansas City is always saying the right thing because it's an Andy Reid thing, right? He, he's never going to give the media <laughs> anything to talk about. Uh, so they're following that, and, and I think they know what's at stake like we talked about earlier.
Aaron, you brought up how this team, the Chiefs, have played so many playoff games over the last handful of years here. Is there any sort of fatigue of just like you're going up against a hungry team, the Buffalo Bills, who have never been to the Super Bowl at least since 1993? Uh, how does that kind of factor into this Chiefs team trying to kind of fight off a hungry team as they're once again the marked man here in the AFC? Man, I think these guys have a chip on their shoulder. And I think – you know, this question was asked to Andy Reid this week, and he gave the great chocolate cake quote, right? If, <laughs> if you love chocolate cake and you already had a slice and you see another one in front of you, you're going to want it again. I mean, it, it, these guys are competition-aholics. They, they read everything and they see everything and best believe they remember what happened in Tampa last year as well. And mm -hmm. I think that's motivated them each step along the way, not only when they started slow out the gates, but when the winning streak started, there was there – was, knocks in that armor too, right? It was against Jordan Love or Dak didn't play that great uh, that game either. I, I think these Chiefs know what's at stake and uh, they really want to build a dynasty here in Kansas City and the opportunity to host four straight AFC title games is, is something no other team has done, something we talked about earlier. Aaron, looking at some prop bets uh, across the board actually for the Chiefs, uh, I mean, just different players you can uh, look at their prop situations with. And, and so just getting your information from you in terms of uh, Buffalo being the number one defense against the pass, number one defense ranked in the National Football League even. Uh, from a prop standpoint, uh, we, we can highlight Kelsey, uh, but, you know, I'm looking at Pringle, some other role players, McKissick either. I mean, excuse me, McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, uh, another player out there that I was looking at out the backfield perhaps for Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. It's going to have to be the other guys. Look for McCole Hardman as well, a guy that's come on late. Uh, he has punt return duties as well. This is a guy um, that got benched halfway through the year, had to re-earn the trust of his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and and, and play caller Andy Reid. And uh, the other guys have played a role. You saw Byron Pringle with two scores last week. Kelsey's your money, right? Uh, yeah. He has 100 yards in four straight postseason games. I mean, you could pretty much wake up and take that to the bank. But uh, look for the other guys to get some value. McCole Harbin right now, 28 and a half receiving yards is his prop over at bet MGM here. Is there an X factor that you see on either side of the ball, whether it be for the chiefs or the bills in this game that you think hasn't really been discussed very much throughout this week that could have a big impact on today's outcome. We'll stick with the chiefs running back situation. Cause I, I think it's really interesting with the return of Clyde Edwards, Alaire coming back from that shoulder injury. What is his role in the backfield? Daryl Williams is somebody that's questionable entering this game. He has a toe injury. Who's getting the majority of the carries? A, a lot of people are begging, pleading Andy Reid to give Jarrett McKinnon more opportunities after the 142 scrimmage yards he had in the wild card round against Pittsburgh. We know Clyde's going to have a role. They're invested in him. They invested a first round pick in him. Does he take a goal line carry away from McKinnon? Uh, that cloud, that situation is a little bit cloudy, and I would pay attention to that entering this one. All right, Aaron, we got about two minutes left. I want to know your prediction for this game. It's the game of the weekend. Might, might be the game of the year between the Bills and the Chiefs. Who's going to win, and what's the score? Y'all are really trying to get me in trouble with this one because I'm gone. <laughs> uh -oh. I, I've done a couple of these this week, uh -oh. and I was trying to keep it low-key, man. Uh -oh. I was trying to keep it quiet. So I'm going to I'm kind of whisper it to you all. I, I think Buffalo wins by a field goal, and, and that's nothing to slight. Uh, okay. Kansas City with, uh, I mean, Kansas City's put it all on the line this year, and they've got a lot riding on this one, but I think Buffalo is the hotter team right now. Uh, I think Kansas City might be the better team, but if Saturday in the National Football League didn't tell me anything, it said the better team isn't always winning. Uh, I'll take Buffalo 20, Kansas City 17, and a low-scoring affair as everybody's continuing to call it a, a shootout. 
Wow, we've already seen yeah. two underdogs on the road win in this NFL Divisional Week, and Aaron thinks it might be a third one later on at Arrowhead Stadium. But we're going to keep it quiet. Right. We're going to keep it quiet and not out him to his folks out there in Kansas City. He is Aaron Ladd, sports anchor over at KSHB in Kansas City, Missouri. Aaron, appreciate you joining us. And if your prediction is wrong, we want you on next weekend to talk AFC title game. <laughs> Even better. I got barbecue next time y'all are in KC. Love it. Right, Absolutely right. love that, Prince. We're yes, going to hold sir. him to that. Yeah, we're time. getting out there, Aaron. Take the show on the road. <laughs> Right. Betting across Kansas City. That's what we're going to be calling. We're serious. We're going out there. <laughs> yeah. You tell me you got barbecue. Right. <laughs> that, that's all me right there. Yes, sir. Uh, great stuff from mm-hmm. Aaron there. And he brought up a name that I don't think has been discussed often throughout the week. McCall Hardman. Yeah. And he's a guy they've used amongst some of those jet sweeps, kind of those push passes. The prop of 28 and a half all it takes is one big play for Hardman, and he could have a 35-yard reception and you cash your ticket. He's all, always um, underrated, too, I think. Uh, I mean, he's just as fast. Well, not just as fast as heel, but, I mean, he's fast, yeah, right? I mean, not fast much slower. enough. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so, yeah, certainly that's, that's something that could have some value out there in this game, this matchup, because I think between the 20s uh, could be a great situation for some stats. Both Dan Fates mm-hmm. out in Rochester, Aaron Ladd out in Kansas City, like the Bills to win yeah. this game. Interesting stuff here. Patrick Mahomes, part of me is like, this guy's being doubted a little too much. We'll see how that game's going to unfold. It's probably going to be a coin flip. On the other side, we're going to flip some coins. We're going to give you our picks here on VSIN. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VEASAN is part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VEASAN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vcin.com. Boy, that's going to be a lot of fun just three weeks away. And it is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. Now we are 30 minutes away from kickoff between the Rams and the Buccaneers. Pritchard, earlier this weekend, we put out a Twitter poll for the viewers. We wanted you guys to weigh in on the conversation, feel included. And we asked which quarterback has the most pressure on them this weekend. And Pritchard, we got over 4,000 votes in this sort of the most ever for our Twitter polls that we've been doing on the weekend mornings. And the four candidates are Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Aaron Rodgers, who lost last night. But Mm -hmm. the results, I have not seen these results, Pritch, so I'm learning them with you live here on the air. So let's get those up right now as to who the people thought has the most pressure on them this weekend and you see Matthew Stafford yeah. just edging out Aaron Rodgers. 38% of the vote going to Stafford, 37 going over to Rodgers. From social media last night that I saw, Rodgers had a lot of pressure on him after losing that game. But Matthew Stafford has a chance to rewrite his legacy here, mm-hmm. Pritch. Yeah. How do you think he handles this situation? Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be difficult because he hasn't handled the pressure that well down the stretch, right? No. And, um, no, it's interesting. He He's won his first playoff game. That was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, last week. So he's played a lot longer than I did, but I, I won my first playoff game my rookie year. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's a long time coming right there. But obviously, when you trade for a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, uh, there's a ton of pressure because – so goes the quarterback, goes your team, and he has to play well. He cannot 
um, throw picks and he cannot make a lot of mistakes in this game today. Yeah, I think it's if they lose, it's going to be a lot of the discussion of, well, you made it to the divisional mm-hmm. round last year with Jared Goff. You gave up all those assets just to go out in the divisional round again. Right. I think that's going to kind of be the narrative of this. And we actually have some comments from people that chimed in mm-hmm. all throughout the weekend on what they thought in terms of the quarterback who had the most pressure on them this weekend. And you see it right there, mm-hmm. the dad father letting us know that the answer is Rodgers. This is the first good team Stafford has been on. Rodgers' legacy can't afford another early playoff exit. And the legacy questions are, are starting, Pritch, after what we saw. I even saw a beat reporter. I'm not going to name the name because I think the take is actually ridiculous. That said Rodgers is not a top 10 quarterback all time. Wow. Because that of this. Ridiculous. I because mean, of this loss. Because he said the, the playoff failures have been too much. For Aaron Rodgers. Favre lost. Well, Favre only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. He went to another Super Bowl. I was at that Super Bowl. He lost to the Broncos. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. In a legacy standpoint, what, 13 win seasons the last three years, and you don't come away with a championship. I I think that's going to uh, hang over his head for a little while, for sure. Yeah. I see another viewer commented in saying that Jimmy G had the most pressure there. <laughs> Jimmy G didn't win the poll. He wasn't even second in the poll, but saying that Jimmy G's career is on the line in these playoffs here. And there's a good chance Adam Weber right there said, realistically, the only one who could get replaced this offseason is Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he is going to be replaced at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be next year or the year after, but at some point he's going to be on another team. We know that. They drafted Trey Lance. If they win the Super Bowl, do you think they replace him? He's going to get paid. I know that. <laughs> Regardless <laughs> where he Regardless, is. I know that. I know that. Now you just drafted a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be inclined to pay Garoppolo? Because you know he's going to be knocking on that door to the front office. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and at that point, I mean, the Niners, they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1994. Sure. So this would be, I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo wins the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I think that ring, ring, ring. Oh, yeah. How much we got to give you for Trey Lance? Maybe they can get some trade assets back and some draft picks back if they trade them and then move on with uh, Trey Lance as well. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Uh, We're not going to pay you, but (laughs) somebody else will. (laughs) They could could definitely do that as well. It's a cold business. We saw Trent Dilfer get released, I Mm -hmm. believe it was, from the Ravens after he was Super Bowl MVP or won the Super Bowl. I think Ray Lewis is the MVP, but Mm -hmm. Trent Dilfer led the team to the Super Bowl. I mean, he didn't turn the ball over. The defense kind of led them the way, but he won a Super Bowl, and they cut him, and they signed Elvis Gerback. Right. (laughs) Right. Thank you very much, Trent, for handing the ball off and not turning it over and letting our defense win the Super Bowl. Thank you very much for taking Putting 10 points on the board, and then we'll take it from here. Sure. That's how that worked out there. So interesting situations here with these quarterbacks and the pressure. Matthew Stafford definitely has a lot of pressure on him today, but I think Aaron Rodgers should have been the guy that won mm-hmm. the vote because based on the conversation that we've been seeing since last night, a lot of, lot of pressure on Rodgers, oh, yeah. a lot of legacy talk with him having another early playoff exit. Well, there's pressure on us, Pritch, to get some winners out of here, at least on okay. me, because I, I went 0 for 2 yesterday thanks to Ryan Tannehill and then thanks to whatever the heck the Green Bay Packers were doing in the final 55 minutes of that game. So I want to start off with you. Who do you like here on this NFL Divisional Sunday? What is in Pritch's playbook here well, Femi, I don't have an opinion on the side or total in this game. I'm, I'm looking to play it end game, but I do have some props uh, for the first game. So Tom Brady, I saw over rush yards, one and a half. We're talking about pressure. We're talking about the Rams and the defense trying to pressure Brady in the pocket. He could scramble in this game. I just need mm-hmm. one scramble. I'm not talking yeah. about 10, 15 yards either. I'm talking about five <laughs> yards, you know, to the sideline, something, just to avoid the rush. That's all I need, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, certainly I'm not looking for him to get sacked a million times like Burrow either. 
Uh, but looking at the over one and a half rushing yards popped, I'm like, okay, I got to do that. Uh, and then Brait, Cameron Brait, uh, I was watching that first game, and they started off the game throwing a pass to him. Uh, so this is a tight end situation to uh, looking at matchups. 16 and a half receiving yards. Uh, they're going to need to move the ball. They're going to need to move the chains, first downs. And so I'm looking for Brait to go over that too. And then Odell Beckham Jr. for the Rams. With all the disguise coverages and, uh, and Cooper Cup, the attention there, certainly. I, I wonder how they're going to account for Odell Beckham Jr. What is forgotten about Odell Beckham Jr. is how good he is. I mean, this is an elite receiver. Now, he's had oh, some yeah. up and downs, right? We know that. But as far as in and out of breaks, uh, there's not a lot of guys out there better than him. As far as explosiveness, there's not a lot of guys. And then 50-50 balls even, making yep. big catches in games. So I'm looking to go over 47 and a half. I was hoping that number was a little lower, but 47 and a half is okay. And then I added during the show for the next game, I did add Dawson Knox to <clears> score a touchdown uh, it was plus 180 when I, I found that. it. Yeah. So he's got nine total touchdowns this year, six of them in a red zone. Last week in the playoffs, he had a red zone catch for a touchdown, so you could add that to his total. And then he also accounted for another touchdown in, in the red zone. They can get creative uh, in the red zone, which I think Buffalo is going to need to do against this Kansas City defense. I love that Dawson Knox play right there. I took him over 30 and a half receiving yards last week against the Patriots, and he flew over that. I think it was early, late first quarter. Mm -hmm. I cashed that ticket there because, I mean, he's a guy that they target, and as long as he catches the football, he's a really good tight end yeah. there. And I think that was kind of a – the books were kind of lowering those because they saw the weather was going to be bad, but Knox was the play all the way. And his prop this week, 41 receiving yards, so mm -hmm. it's 10 yards higher than it was yeah. last week there. Goes to show that that number was pretty advantageous. So those are Pritch's plays. He's got four props for you in addition to the three that are on the graphic. Also, the, the Dawson Knox anytime touchdown. For my single play for Divisional Sunday, it's the Bucks minus two and a half. It's pretty simple for me. I like Tampa Bay in this spot. If you're going to give me Tom Brady under a field goal at home, it's one of those that's I think we can overthink it of like, wow, that seems easy. Mm -hmm. Brady just has to win by three. And I think a lot of people are then going the other way and taking the Rams plus three. But Matthew Stafford is the Rams quarterback. Tom Brady is the Buccaneers quarterback. In a close game, which quarterback do you think is more inclined to turn the football over? I think the clear answer is Matthew Stafford. He's minus 135 to throw an interception in this game. I think that it's going to be a, a situation where a ball is going to bounce away. It's going to be decided by turnovers like we often see in these playoff games. And I'm going to take the greatest quarterback of all time, the guy who protects the football, the guy who knows how to win in these situations, the guy who's seen every situation imaginable mm -hmm. on the field. Give me the Bucks minus two and a half. The Wurfs injury concerns me, but I think they have enough on that offensive line. And Brady is smart enough to get the ball out of his hands quickly to those Bucks playmakers. I like Tampa Bay to win this game and to host the Niners next week. Yeah, I almost went that way. Again, I, I had a chance to grab the, the minus two and a half there for uh, Tampa at home. Uh, but I just was hesitant because uh, if the Rams and the Ramsey thing does come to true, like, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, he does matches, matches up with Evans. Uh, and then they do have a good plan for Gronk. I mean, those are his two blankets. Oh, yeah. You know, can Brady rely on anyone else or trust anyone else to that level 
uh, out there, and that's going to be interesting to find out today. So that's why, from an end game standpoint, I'm I'm looking forward to looking at that situation. Brady to Gronk, Brady to Brate. Yeah, all day sure. long, sure. all day long. We're going to hopefully cash your Brate ticket. Mm-hmm. That Odell Beckham pick, I think, is a really savvy one there because for some reason he keeps getting lined low in like these 40s and like mm-hmm. 50s. They're throwing the football to him, and he's really good. It seems to have a good chemistry with Stafford, right. given that he joined the team middle of the season. Absolutely, uh, and they want to go deep. Uh, they certainly want to use the rushing game and also c- create that play-action situations uh, and who you're going to send deep. I mean, Jefferson, we know he can get deep, but I, I think Odell Beckham Jr., if, if Jeff- Jefferson takes the lid off the coverage, then you have a guy like him underneath as well. We're not the only ones making picks. Check out the scene behind us here yeah. at the South Point Sportsbook. It's filling up kickoff in 20 minutes. We'll wrap things up with the final segment on the other side. It is Betting Across America here, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, big dance special provides VEASAN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. It's the final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. 15 minutes away from kickoff between the Rams and Buccaneers NFL Divisional Sunday. And to help us round things out as we toss over the baton to the Circa Resort and Casino, he is Dave Ross, a VEASAN host, host of the First Strike Podcast. Dave, good to see you here on this Sunday. Yesterday, underdogs were ruling the day, whether it was in the NFL, over in UFC 270 with the two main events here. I want to start with UFC 270. What was your reaction, and how did it treat you with Nganu and Figueredo winning the titles? Well, Femi, I got to say, guys, it was a, a profitable night last night. I hope they all watch First Strike. And again, check out the podcast. Uh, comes out each and every week here. I was on the two underdogs here. I did like Davis and Figueredo in that rematch. I thought the price had gotten a little bit too high for Brandon Moreno. But really, 
if you watch that fight, gentlemen, it was the influence of Henry Cejudo, Triple C, in his camp. And you saw Figueredo easily make weight. That was the first sign that he was in shape for this trilogy matchup. Two, utilize some wrestling, a la Henry Cejudo. And three, much more discipline inside that octagon for that five-round match. Now, I got to say that when it went to the judges' scorecards, I thought, oh, they're going to give it to Moreno. They're going to give it to the champ. I thought Figgy won a close fight. They saw it the same way. So that was a nice, profitable start to the co-main. And then in the main event, I was on Francis Ngannou. But I got to be honest, I wasn't on Francis Ngannou, the wrestler. I wasn't on (laughs) Francis Ngannou, the guy that's going to grind out a unanimous decision win over Cyril Ghosn. I didn't see him winning in that fashion. But it really was a spectacular showing for a guy that's known as a one-trick pony. And what a heck of a trick it is with his punching power. And yet utilized wrestling last night. So the two dogs have now come through. So, gentlemen, in the last four championship fights, right here in Vison, we've given out four straight underdog winners Whew, in those wow. championship fights. I don't know how long this can last. We're on one heck of a streak. Dave, Man, brush the dirt off your shoulder, Dave. That's Come great. on now. That's, I know. Yeah, there you go. There Let's you go. go. Now, because so, I was looking at that fight, too, in terms of Ngannou and, and Gon. So the, the bigger cage, I mean, does that factored into at all what you were thinking with Ngannou? I mean, like you said, you didn't anticipate the wrestling standpoint. But, man, you get into those later rounds, that could be a great situation out, out there for Francis. Oh, absolutely, Pritchett. The thing is, is that I thought the bigger cage should actually favor Cyril Gaon, right? The guy with the more mobility. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you saw that in the second round where I went, All right, I thought Francis won the first round. And the second round clearly went to Gaon, and I went, okay, Francis can't win this way. He can't win on the outside because Gaon can use that lateral movement and win on points. And then when it got inside to the clinch and Francis went for a takedown, I was like, what am I seeing? Like, what is happening here? And then when he controlled them on the ground, and even in the fourth round, we saw Gon get top control, and then Francis quickly reversed it. I'm like, where did this come from? So when you see a guy that just knocks people out, and then you realize, oh, he really does have other skill sets, that's why it's mixed martial arts. So I think Gon fell into that trap too, which I would have as well, thinking he can't out-wrestle me. He out-wrestled you last night. It was a clear-cut victory for me for Francis Ngannou, and again, Pritch, in a way that I did not see that coming. I thought he'd win, just not in that style. We're speaking with Dave Ross, VEASAN host, host of the First Strike podcast. We'll be with Wes Reynolds at the top of the hour doing the green zone to help you with your live in-game betting, starting with this Rams-Buccaneers game. So, Dave, we saw two underdogs, road dogs, win outright yesterday in the NFL. Will the dogs be barking today on this Sunday? I like one dog, and I don't want our producer, Jacob Roach, to hear me because I know he's on the other side. I like the Buffalo Bills in the second game. You're not going to need the two points. I think they're going to win this game outright here. But I'm not on the dog in the first game. And, and, you know, it's so funny. Look, I know people are having fun on social media today with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers losing. But I think to a man, if you said if Tom Brady in the exact same situation that the game was played last night, that all you did was switch 12s, Tom Brady's going to figure out a way to lead his other 52 guys to victory. I just, mm-hmm. I believe that to be true. And I believe that to be true today. So, Femi, I heard what you said earlier in the show about Matthew Stafford and which guy might be a little bit more turnover prone here. Look, Brady can turn it over. That's for sure. We've seen him do it in championship games like last year against Green Bay and still overcome them. The Rams can't overcome those type of things if Matthew Stafford does them. So I cannot go against the GOAT here, and I think, Mike, you're on the Buccaneers as well. I'm going to lay the two and a half, three here with Tampa and go with the home team. But in that second game, I just think the better overall team is the Buffalo Bills. I know the Chiefs got rolling defensively. 
in their big win streak. But then the last couple weeks down the stretch, I think they got exposed again. Even Denver had a lot of success against them, kind of did what they want until they turned it over uh, inside the red zone there. So to me, this is bills or bust. I've got a futures on them for, to win the Super Bowl as well. So maybe a little bit of implicit bias I will acknowledge in that. But I've, I've just thought that the Bills were the best football team. They got away from the run halfway through the season. And then, gentlemen, and Pritch, you know how important this is in playoff football. They got back to it. And they utilized Josh Allen. If they run the ball better than the Chiefs today, which I think they will, I think ultimately that will be the deciding factor here. Who can play a little bit more ball control and run it when they absolutely need to? He is Dave Ross, VEASAN host, host of the First Strike Podcast. The Bills Mafia bandwagon Dave is filling up. <laughs> Our executive producer, Stephen Bond, he's a big-time Bills fan, absolutely terrified because four guests this weekend have all been on the Buffalo Bills and like the Bills outright. You're a part of that group there. So hopefully the Bills Mafia were breaking tables by day's end. I was going to say, just don't break one over Stephen. That's it because he's small <laughs> like I am. <laughs> Appreciate you, Dave. Best of luck Thanks, to you guys Dave. and have a good show at the top Thanks, of the guys. hour. Thank you. <laughs> How about that? The Bills Mafia. We can't find anyone to pick the Kansas City uh -oh. Chiefs this week, which is, yeah, and sometimes it's an uh-oh. Right there. Yeah. As, as Westgate Superbook actually, in terms of a line movement for that game, went to one and a half in favor of Kansas City. So a little bit of buyback now that it was at that number of one sitting there with Mahomes, a short favorite I, at home. You know what? I tell you what. If this does get to a pick, and we talked about this off air, but I'll talk about it right mm -hmm. now. If this does get to a pick, I don't know if it will. Um I mean, teasing the Chiefs up and then also teasing the total up and playing the under makes yeah. a little sense. It's, but, oh, man. I, and I like this Bills team mm -hmm. since the second half of the season. I said that this is the best team in football, yeah. but it gets to a point where the other guy's pretty great, too. Number 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Andy Reid is experienced, and it feels like we're all kind of disrespecting them just a little too much. A little bit. Uh, I'm, root, I'm rooting for the Bills, though. I'm rooting for the Bills. Yeah. I think it would be good for the league to have a little bit of new blood mm -hmm. in the AFC title game and in the Super Bowl, ultimately, in a few weeks here. Who has not hosted an uh, AFC Conference Championship game since? 1993. <laughs> Joe Montana was on the right. Chiefs that right. day. So, ironically, it, could, it would be against the Bengals, who yep. last was in this position back in the 90s, right? Early <laughs> 90s, <laughs> yeah. beginning of the 90s. So, uh, yeah, a lot of history here at stake. But uh, it is getting to a, a point where the Chiefs are starting to look attractive. They definitely are. We got about two minutes left here, Pritch. Want to give our final thoughts here. Game kicking off in about five minutes, ten minutes, I should say. Buccaneers, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Total at 48, 48-and-a-half, depending on where you look. Going up against the Rams. What's your final thoughts on this game that's about to kick off? Going into this game, uh, I'm th looking to in-game it because I, I think we could have what we expected to see in Nganu and Gan in that heavyweight fight. Teams throwing blows at each other. I think it's going to be a very physical football game. Uh, and therefore, it could set up for an under situation. And right now, pregame uh, is 48 uh, here on the board. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lay the three points. Don't want to do that. Uh, but certainly to play this in-game and then write out the props that I have with Brady scrambling, uh, certainly Brady being a part of the game plan, uh, as well as uh, Odell Beckham Jr. getting involved as well. I mean, they, they wanted this guy. A lot of teammates like him on the roster too. Uh, and I think Stafford would settle down with uh, OBJ out there as well. Well, uh, and Jimmy Vaccaro of the South Point just walked in with a Rams plus three ticket oh. for one hundred thousand dollars. Pritch, you're looking at it right I'm there. Looking at it right it there. Pritch's ticket. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. Was, <laughs> Pritch, Pritch has his guys working right up to kickoff. My proxy's back there right now. <laughs> He's got his proxy doing business for him. We got a minute left here, Pritch. Uh, the game this evening, the main event, Bills Chiefs. Final thoughts. Well, it is the main event. 
I think it sets up though, because we, we're looking at it as a shootout, but I'm thinking about these coordinators. Why would they invite that? Because what does that look like for both teams? Let these guys matriculate to football, you know, play soft zones and take your chances in situations. So I think a lot of stats in this game. I'm not sure about the points. Yeah, I think this game is going to be an awesome game. Yeah. As just a football fan, from a betting perspective, could be a good game to bet live. I think we're going to see some points in this game. Okay. But the market suggests that as well with the total sitting at 54. That does it for us for betting across America. What a show it's been. Thank you to Mike Palm of the Circle Resort, the VP of operations out there, also the co-host of Odds on Weekdays here at VEASAN. Thank you to Dan Fates of WHAM in Rochester. Thank you to Evan Klosky of WTSP in Tampa, Florida. Thank you to Aaron Ladd of KSHB in Kansas City. And, of course, thank you to Dave Ross, our VEASAN host and host of the First Strike Podcast, who you will see at the top. Top of the hour with Wes Reynolds here as they get the green zone underway. You're getting a shot there of the South Point. Best of luck to you guys this weekend, and hopefully you catch some tickets. We're out. It's VCMD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.